back, everyone, for another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. It is still October 15th, 2021. Uh, it's 8.33 in the evening. I should be asleep right now because, yeah, I'm trying to get on this new sleep schedule because this new job I got has me waking up at the crack of dawn, like 3.30 in the morning. So I don't start it till Monday, but I'm trying to get my body prepared for that so body and mind on that get that whole what do they call it circadian rhythm i think that's what it's referred to your body is follows a rhythm so yes 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 we'll see tonight i'm giving myself some grace i probably will be up till about 10 30 11 we'll see we'll see because i need to do some writing and i took a nap today so anyway i don't need to do some writing i want to do some writing i just this is crazy the creative juice <laughs> creative juices the creative juices usually don't flow until later in the evening so the inspiration and the juices get going get flowing it in the evening this is how i roll but dun, 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 dun. is there anything else i need to share or say i apologize if you hear a bunch of noise in the background it's the washer finally washing that big old blanket that's another reason why i can't go to sleep yet because i finally washed this big old comforter but i'm gonna sleep good even though i'm be sweating that thing that thing boy you be feeling like a little baby in a cocoon a little butterfly all wrapped up then i need to do one more load after that so yeah i'm gonna be up for a minute I, why I didn't do this earlier in the day i don't know i was just chilling here we go i could have been multitasking though Anything else? Uh, all right. So in First Kings chapter, we're in First Kings chapter five and First Kings chapter four. Solomon, what was Solomon doing? Ah, uh, Solomon appointed some officials over everything: his government, his military, the priests. Yeah, just yeah, he put people in charge, and we see that Solomon was broke off. He was very wealthy that that uh prophecy in the scripture was fulfilled in genesis twenty two seventeen, when god told abraham that because he um was willing to give up his son isaac i mean yeah that through isaac that he would bless him and and uh as we see in First Kings chapter 4, verse 20, says, Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea. They were eating, drinking, and rejoicing. That was a fulfillment of Genesis chapter 22, verse 17. And then what else go happens? Yeah, we just see how wealthy Solomon is, and he's very wise. People from all over the world, specifically Egypt and the east, the far east, they all come to learn from Solomon and hear his wisdom. He's like a walking, talking encyclopedia, a.k.a. the original Google. You want to know something? Go see Solomon. He's your man. He's like that dude, on, wise dude in the corner that knows all the street smarts. All He got all the, 
He got all the wisdom and tips for you. All right, here we go. We're in First Kings chapter five, and this is called Hiram's Building Materials. King Hiram of Tyre sent his emissaries to Solomon when he heard that he had been anointed king in his father's place, for Hiram had always been friends with David. Solomon sent this message to Hiram. You know, my father, David, was not able to build a temple for the name of the Lord, his God. This was because of the warfare all around him until the Lord put his enemies under his feet. It's going to do the same thing for Jesus. The Lord, my God, has now given my rest that phrase put under his feet. I can't help but pass it up without saying like Jesus will have, will finally have all his enemies under his feet when he returns. All right, verse four, the Lord my God has now given me rest on every side. There is no enemy of or crisis. It's peace. And that's crazy because Solomon's name means peace. Solomon's name means peace. So I plan to build a temple for the name of the Lord, my God, according to what the Lord promised my father, David. I will put your son on your throne in your place and he will build the temple for my name. Therefore, command that cedars from Lebanon be cut down for me. My servants will be with your servants and I will pay your servants wages according to whatever you say. For you know that not a man among us knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. When Hiram heard Solomon's words, he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord today. He has given David a wise son to be over this great people. Then Hiram sent a reply to Solomon saying, I have heard your message. I will do everything you want regarding the cedar and its cypress timber. My servants will bring the logs down from Lebanon to the sea and I will make them into rafts to go by sea to the place you indicate. I will break them apart there and you can take them away. You then can meet my needs by providing my household with food. So Hiram provided Solomon with all the cedar and cypress timber he wanted. And Solomon provided Hiram with 100,000 bushels of wheat as food for his household and 110,000 gallons of oil from crushed olives. Solomon did this for Hiram year after year. The Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he had promised him. There was peace between Hiram and Solomon and the two of them made a treaty. Solomon's workforce. Then King Solomon drafted forced labor from all Israel. The labor force numbered 30,000 men. He sent 10,000 to Lebanon each month in shifts. One month they were in Lebanon, two months they were at home. Adoniram was in charge of the forced labor. Solomon had 70,000 porters and 80,000 stonecutters in the mountains, not including his 3,300 deputies in charge of the work. They were supervised. They supervised the people doing the work. The king commanded them to quarry large, costly stones to lay the foundation of the temple with dressed stones. Mm. Laying a strong foundation. So Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders, along with the Gibelites, Gibelites, quarried the stone and prepared the timber and stone for the temple's construction.
I don't know if y'all have ever been to a rock quarry. I actually had when I was a banker, I had this client that was a uh, that had a uh, rock quarry. It's very interesting to see it, and they last for I guess so many years before they have to move to a new site. They can. I don't know. I don't know how it works. They're able to cut stone and use it for yeah several decades, and then eventually the quarry all is all used up. The I don't understand how it all works. The rock mine, the mine or whatever. I don't know. It was interesting though, going there. They mainly use the stone for like yeah people decorating. People use stone for mainly decorating their houses and to make pools and to do all kind of landscaping. So. Very interesting, very interesting. The businesses that people create, it always fascinates me. That was the coolest thing about being a business banker. You saw like hundreds of ways to make money and how people make money from some of the simplest ways that I would never think of going into that industry. And a lot of times they were just taking over businesses that their parents had. So they were like, yeah, family businesses. So yeah because the bank i was at before was a lot more conservative and we were supposed to chase like basically dentists and veterinarians so the variety of businesses i saw was not as uh interesting as the variety of businesses i saw when i switched to this other bank that was giving all these people loans that had no business getting loans in the first place but that's a whole nother conversation uh <laughs> but yeah um where am I going with this? Yeah. Rock Corey. Bam. All right. Let's read these Tony Evans notes and close it out. It's going to be a short episode. That Solomon's wisdom was surpassed. That Solomon's wisdom far surpassed the wisdom of all. I already read all that. My bad, y'all. Solomon conducted negotiations in the wisdom God gave him. He was a good negotiator. There you go. That's it. That's all you got, Tony. That's all he has on them notes. He was a good negotiator. All right. This is going to be a super short episode. All right. Let's hop on this Romans road. So Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have missed the mark or veered off the path. Romans 6.23 says, For the cost or the wages of that sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated or showed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verses 9 through 10 says that if we would confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with you, God, and with our mouths we confess out loud that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says, for whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. You can simply say this prayer, say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. And Jesus is mighty, precious, amazing, miraculous, holy, kind, forgiving, gracious name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I will be back tomorrow sometime. I don't know when. But yeah, we'll record something tomorrow. We'll be in 1 Kings chapter 6. 
And that episode should probably be a little bit longer than this one, than this one because it is... How many verses? 37 verses. And I'm sure I have some tangents and stories to drop on y'all. So, anyway, smooches. Boa noite. Deuces.